This is Season 6 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Did you ever wonder why it snows in some places and doesn't in others? Hay is for horses, not for deer. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 8. We scour the internet and other sources to gather useless information just for you. Plus, we will answer your questions in our mailbag segment and the headline from news from around the world. They found a fork in the road and they took it. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. We've all heard of the Boston Tea Party. Well, how about the Boston Molasses Disaster? Oh, don't tell me you have that. January 15th, 1919? So do you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you probably have figured out by now, we don't rehearse this show. We don't tell each other what facts we're going to bring to the table. So this happens from time to time. How about we do this? I'll give the Mm -hmm. first part of the fact, and you give the second part. This way we both have equal equal Mm -hmm. representation. So you heard of the Boston Tea Party, January 15, 1919. A 90-foot cast iron tank filled with... Sticky molasses exploded and spilled 2.5 million gallons of crude molasses on the streets of Boston. It ran down the street like a tsunami, killed 21 people, injured 150, killed horses and other animals. Not to mention it was a sticky situation, but... All in all, it was a sweet day. <laughs> it sure was. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Too bad they threw all the tea out into the harbor because they could have had some tea and molasses in case they had a sore throat or something. Well, I do today. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so we got that one out of the way. We've all heard of the Salem witch trials, correct? Yes. And that witches were found guilty and burned at the stake. I love steak. It's not true. It is true, though, that 2,000 women were found guilty of being witches, but most were jailed. Some were hung, but again, most were jailed. And so it's, you know, I mean, it is not true. Not one person was burned at the stake for being a witch, although their sons were branded as sons of witches. (laughs) You son of a witch. With those of you who know about your mama jokes, Mm, your mama... mama originated the your mama jokes okay originated by shakespeare in his play titus and chronicus one of the characters exclaims thou has undone our mother to which another character aaron replies villain i have done thy mother oh my god so the first your mama jokes came from shakespeare wow so he basically implied that he had some sort of relations. That's right. Did you in, like in that time period? Did you like my Shakespearean performance? No, not at all. <laughs> it was ugly, Nick. Ugly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Thou have- shalt never do it again. <laughs> I shan't. <laughs> King Charles the Seventh mm-hmm. allowed Joan of Arc, a woman, to lead his army. Unheard of. People were like, "This guy's." flipped his wig literally because he wore a wig oh okay okay <laughs> so she routed the english army she survived a 60 foot escape leap 
from a tower with no injuries. She was falsely accused, imprisoned, and eventually burned at the stake. Can you imagine this? All this happened between her age of 17 and 19. Oh, man, that's a she tough was killed thing. when she was 19. She led the army when she was 17. This is insane. So the witches of Salem were not burnt at the stake, but Joan of Arc was. Yes, yes. And her children were not son of witches. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> but they had steak for dinner. Uh, mm -hmm. It lost its marble. The Colosseum was originally clad, the Colosseum in, uh, has to have to specify, because there are many Colosseums. The Colosseum in Italy mm -hmm. was clad entirely in marble. When you visit or see the Colosseum today, you'll notice how the stone exterior appears to be covered in pockmarks all across its surface. And you're thinking, well, maybe that's how it was built. No, the reason for the pockmarks is this. After the fall of Rome, the city was looted and pillaged by the Goths. They took all of the marble from the Colosseum and stripped it down to its bare stone setting that we see today. Build their own houses with it. They did. <laughs> so it's lost its marble. Yeah, they lost their marbles. Right. <laughs> As you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Yeah, the South African Railway. I love this one, guys. Get ready. The South African Rail Railway Company trained and hired a baboon to help conduct the train. <laughs> now, listen, this, this baboon was helping drive the train. This okay. is great. For eight years, eight years of service, okay, he never made one mistake. He then retired. He now lives in Boca Raton, Florida, has no hobbies. He just likes to monkey around. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And throw and throw poop at people who come on his like get off my lawn. Can you imagine this for eight years the baboon helped drive the train? But imagine being a passenger in that train, right? You're you're riding along and go, what the heck? Yeah, you stub your foot and it's like having a conversation with the baboon. You stub your foot and go, ooh, ooh, ooh. And the monkey goes, ooh, ooh, ooh. Right. <laughs> Something along Which those means, lines. Means idiot, you didn't see that chair in front of you. <laughs> So in 1518, and no, don't ask me how, you know, what it was like, because I don't know what 1518 was like. An entire city yeah. <laughs> was plagued with this problem. The summer of 1518, a bizarre illness struck the city of Strasbourg. Hmm. Then a part of the Holy Roman Empire. People impacted by this disease didn't call for sneeze. Instead, they danced. And they couldn't stop. Oh, oh, yeah. It was called the Dancing Plague, and it lasted for weeks. There's a song about that. Boogie fever. <laughs> boogie, baby, baby. At its, I got you boogie down. Or wasn't or wasn't uh, the movie Footloose based on that, where you couldn't dance in the town? Yeah, but this is Screw Loose. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> at its peak, at its peak. This show is Screw Loose. It is. Uh, <laughs> at its peak, as many as 400 people danced until their feet bled. Oh Some God. dropped dead from heart attacks, strokes, and exhaustion. They died. And to, Well, yeah, they did. Some well, I say they should have shut everything down and people should have worn masks. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no science back then. Oh no, no, Come no, there wasn't. And to this follow day, follow the right foot, not the science. Right. 
Historians, not scientists, historians aren't sure what caused the strange outbreak. Some speculate that mold could have triggered it. Others think mold, mold. yes, Others a moldy think record. The, the yeah, that's right. It was a moldy record. It was um, it was what yeah. was the song they were dancing? I don't know if there was even any music. When was it? Well, fifteen eighteen. So I don't think the music was in their minds. Others think that medieval mass hysteria may be to blame, but mm. no one is sure why it started or if it could ever come back. So beware of Wait the dancing plague. That is the original flash mob. <laughs> yes. Now, think about it. We do that now. We have flash mobs. That's People right. just sing or dance or whatever. All of a sudden. But they just Holy kept... mackerel. I've solved it. Problem solved. See? You're thinking it's totally useless information with Nick and Roy. Nah. Roy just solved the problem since 15. We know how to disseminate useless stuff. Or seminate, <laughs> depending on what kind of Saturday night you're having. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I had a friend. He wanted to be a priest. He went to the seminarium. Yeah, he sure did. You're listening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, to the Archdiocese of Toronto and Florida, send your complaint to nickandroy.com. Nickandroy.com. Throw away your totally useless GPS. It's time for Geography. So get lost with Nick and Roy. It is believed that very deep in the Earth's core, close to the core anyway, is enough gold to cover the Earth with one and a half feet of gold around the entire Earth. Oh. So let's hurry up, get the show finished so I can get outside and start digging. Start digging. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the first time you use a shovel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here are some addresses of some world leaders because we know the White House is the White House, but the address for the White House is 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The Prime Minister of the United Kingdom is 10 Downing Street. 10 Downing Street. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the President is, no, the Chancellor of Germany. Wurzenstrasse. <laughs> In which city? Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein. And up now, here, where does the, where does the uh, Chancellor of Germany live? You said it, Van, Dus, uh, Van Dus Castle, Ber- Van Dus Berg, Castle, Bergstrasse. Is that it, Bergstrasse? Bergstrasse, Strasse, Strasse, Vaduz, Liechtenstein. But you yeah. could do a better job than that. So, where does the Chancellor live? It's the house in Liechtenstein. That's what I thought. Castle, the people go. <laughs> Roy's in, in Florida. Stein drink. Roy is in Florida and out of his mind. I'm here in Toronto, Canada. And in Canada, the residence of the Prime Minister is 24 Sussex Drive. Oh, it's 24 Sussex Drive. Yep. Now I know where to send my complaint letters to. Let your people go. <laughs> well, we're regular. I want to do it. I want to do it like what you calls it from the, the biblical movie, uh, Charlton Heston. <laughs> oh, like Moses? Let my yeah, people- I'm going to raise the staff up. Yeah. Trudeau, let your people go. <laughs> and Trudeau will be like, we have high fiber in our diets. We're regular. Trudeau, Trudeau will be like, so as your Moses now. <laughs> <laughs> if you have wondered why some places snow and others don't snow, that was my teaser. Uh huh. Well, it's due to the Earth's position, of course, but which is divided into the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn. Do you know what that is? There are books that were written about those two places, but no. <laughs> <laughs> two circles that they draw on the globe. 
Those circles are basically at the top of the globe and the bottom of the globe. Anything that does not fall within the circle of the tropics of Cancer or Capricorn, it will not snow in those areas. Excellent. Okay. See, listen, laugh, and learn. Yeah, that's a a real one. Well, it is. How about this? You know, I mean, there's nothing funny about it. No, but you can still listen and learn. Well, the only funny thing about it is I fall in probably... Uh, the, the out of the circle, so I'm tanning right now while Nick is freezing his. Um, yeah, I am. His bollocks off. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the difference between an atlas and a map? Although the Ooh. two terms, map and atlas, are very similar, there is a difference between them. The key difference between map and atlas is that a map is a representation of an area of land, whereas an atlas is a collection of maps. Ooh. An atlas can contain different types of maps. Right. That's why the road atlas has the whole of the country and the singular maps have just one state at a time. Now you know. There you go. Listen, laugh, and learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, folks, uh, we give it all away for free. The American Association of Geographers mm-hmm. says that there are five themes that all geographers must follow now i had to put this in because we talk about geography right yeah here are the five things number one location number two place number three human environment number four is movement and number five is region so these are those tenants place human environment movement and region i say to this duh it's geography <laughs> they're not telling us anything we don't know but i added two to it in order to be a geographer you need black rim glasses and a pocket protector (laughs) yeah (laughs) and a collection of maps using your atlas (laughs) yeah you can put the glasses on and and watch your atlas off (laughs) that's right you can bet you can bet your atlas i know about maps yeah Uh, they're not doing so bad watching all that atlas (laughs) (laughs) it's atlas not assless um there's a lemon festival the, f- the Fête du Citron, and I'm embarrassed because I don't know any French, so I apologize. It's a carnival event organized by the tourist office of the city of Menton, France. I think that's how it's pronounced. If not, correct us at nickandroy.com. This particular festival is held every year at the end of winter. It is also sometimes called Carnival de Menton. And again, apologies for the pronunciation. The festival celebrates an annual production of specialty lemons and other citrus fruits. In Manton, so the Lemon Festival. Yeah. And if you go to the Lemon Festival, make lemonade. <laughs> That's right. When life gives you a Lemon Festival, go make lemonade. I wonder if they sell lemonade. You know, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Folks, anyone that goes to the Lemon Festival, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> I could go to Walmart's uh, grocery department and have a Lemon Festival. Yeah, three for $2. Yeah, I can get limes there too. How's about that variety? <laughs> have you well, we talk about geography, right? We yes. have it as a as a topic. Yes. But do you know who invented geography? There's someone who invented it? I thought maybe Yes, 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 yes. His name is spelled E R A T O S H E N I S, which is pronounced Eratosthenes. Eratosthenes, mm-hmm. he's a Greek. Mm-hmm. He invented geography by being the first person to discuss it and write it down 
third century before Christ, third century BC. So, folks, now you know Eratosthenes, he uh, invented geography as we know it. Put that on a, a, a pita bread with a smear of uh, tzatziki. It's a nice lunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Delicious. The Glacier mm. Express train is known as the world's slowest express train. It takes you it takes you on an eight hour scenic journey. Is it is it in France? No, it's in Switzerland. This is oh. where travelers can find the highest vineyards in Europe, as well as ascend the uh, Ober Ober Alp Ober Alp Pass and see Uba. Uba? Sure. Uba Alp. Yeah. And see the Rhine Gorge sometimes referred to as the Swiss Grand Canyon, all aboard the slowest express train in the world, the Glacier Express. I want to go on that. Sounds nice. Yeah, it does, really. I want to see that. Mm. Well, book your tickets now. Uh, we're not a travel agent, but if you go to our website, you can check out a brand spanking new website. You can also order your special birthday salute to your loved one. That's the birthday salute thing is awesome. You'll get to hear a sample of it on go to www.nickandroy.com and listen to the sample of the birthday message. And the next time somebody that you love or care for has a birthday, this is the best gift ever. Nickandroy.com. Nickandroy.com. Animal. 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 Crazy animal. This is going to sound rude, but starfish eat inside out. Starfish eat inside out. That's right. To catch their prey, they use tiny suction cups to grab hold of their food. Mm-hmm. Next, their stomach exits their mouth to digest the food before re-entering the body when they're done eating. Ooh. Okay. Well, maybe I should have warned un- people. It's unappetizing. Could you imagine doing that on a date? Oh, that steak looks good. (laughs) You know, it's funny. That's exactly the sound that a starfish makes. Exactly. And you can't speak with your mouth full. (laughs) He can. No, a starfish can because their stomach, they they detach their stomach from their their body. And so they can can have their cake and eat it too, I guess. And they're like, they grab the thing and they go, sorry, Charlie. Starkist. Starkist tuna. There you go, product you placement. Mm-hmm. The horny lizard. No, the horned lizard. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured I'd give him some props. The horned lizard does something to confuse its predators. Yeah. Now, I think we've discussed this once on the show. It shoots blood out of its eyes. Oh, it could shoot it like nine feet or something. So, of course, the predator looks at that and goes, what the hell is going on? You know, I mean, if somebody's going to come to fight me and I go, oh, yeah, and I start shooting blood out of my eyes, I think they're going to leave me alone. They're going to be like, I'm not messing with this guy. No. But mm-hmm. the horned lizard also does something else. I guess if the blood doesn't work, it inflates its own body to twice its normal size. Oh, how, how much? How big? It literally inflates its body to twice its normal size. Wow. So if it was an inch, it becomes two inches. <laughs> okay. Ravens <laughs> ravens are intelligent enough to play tricks on one another. If one raven knows another is watching it, 
hide its food. It will pretend to put the food on one place and actually hide it in another. They've also been known to push rocks on people to prevent them from climbing to their nests. Uh And these ravens can play dead beside a beaver carcass to scare other ravens away from their food. While this this sounds like a wife. They can also... In years, they play dead in bed. <laughs> right. While climbing a mountain, I had a rock rolled on me. Right. And they, and she hides your food. She was up top going, here, honey, catch this. Yeah. She, so she also hid your food because you're getting too fat. These, exactly. These ravens can also imitate human speech. Oh, great. So beware of Actually, the raven. Hmm? Sorry? They talk? They imitate human speech. I haven't. Wow. I wasn't able to grab a microphone and, and interview a raven because, well, it hit itself. I could you should do that. You yeah. should do that, Nick. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So then I'll have blood coming out of my eyes. All right, pandas. Mm-hmm. We love pandas, right? They're cute. They yeah. eat twenty-five to ninety pounds of bamboo in one day. Depends, I guess, how hungry they are. But 25 to 90 pounds, it's very little nutrients in bamboo, so they have to eat a lot of it to get the nutrients out of it. And I guess that they just don't feel like going anywhere else to get any better food, so they just keep eating the bamboo. But it's really cool because pandas, I mean, I also think that once they eat all that bamboo, the next day they poop out chopsticks probably. (laughs) 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 And again, please send your comments. (laughs) Comments. How about complaints and lawsuits and uh, and affidavits to nickandroy.com. Assassin bugs. Assassin bugs hunt ants before turning their victims' skeletons into outerwear, Whoa, which they, they wear, wear to, they wear it to confuse future pet predators. The assassin bug goes and hunts the ants, and then puts on its stuff, and then it pretends it's an ant, and then it it, it goes after the predators, and the predators get confused. They go, "Oh, look at that beautiful ant! Oh my God!" Yeah, it's in the don't tent. mind me, just another ant. Aha! <laughs> 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 You've been discovered. <laughs> You've been elephants. You... Elephants are so human, Nick. How human? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Dated, How I human? dated one. I dated. Oh, God. <laughs> ready? I'll do it again. Yeah. Elephants are so human. How human are they? They're so human. In fact, I I dated one in high school. Oh. <laughs> elephants are so human. But yeah. did you know the baby elephants? suck their trunks for comfort really very much like a baby sucks on a pacifier so they stick their trunk in their mouth and walk around sucking on it for comfort huh? <laughs> wow hey here's yeah. my teaser hay is for horses not for deer biologists have stated that it is wrong to feed deer hay and grain for that matter during the hard winter months because they're in a browsing mode and do not have the correct bacteria in their digestive tracts to digest the grain and the hay. Yeah, but who feeds them hay and grain? You feed you feed deer apples. Well, those of you, well, this is this is is this helpful information that maybe this is is this useful information you think? Yeah, it's useful. Don't feed yeah. the deer hay. 
rare that we hear that music. Yeah, I had to dust it off. <laughs> yes, we used to throw apples around when we'd go deer hunting. We'd go up a few weeks ahead of time and throw bags of apples all around the spots that we would be hunting. Okay. And we'd knock down pines so that they would uh, they would bed there and then eat and feel real comfortable so that when we came back, we could shoot them right between the eyes. <sighs> <laughs> Peter on line one. Peter on line one. Peter, he's a nice guy. Uh, this is this is how specific. This is how wonderful this is. Apparently, deer can starve with full stomachs of hay. You can feed it to them, but they just won't digest them. They can't. Oh, because they don't have the proper. Exactly, they don't have the proper. Need equipment. some yogurt, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> A little acidophilus in your diet. <laughs> That's what they need. Yeah, this guy just called me an acidophilus. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We'd like to welcome those of you who are listening on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. We are on News Talk 1010 in Toronto, CKLW in Windsor, CKTB in St. Catharines. We're also at CFAX in Victoria. We want to thank you and all of the other countries around the world who've tuned in week after week. We really appreciate your support. And if you go to nickandroy.com, you have an opportunity to send us an email email what's the website roy nickandroy.com go there you'll love what's it what's in the mailbag what's in the mail i'll tell you what's in the mail verlene 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 is from georgia georgia okay verlene says you guys sparked my funny bone <laughs> <laughs> We spark her funny bone. All right. Okay. She says, keep up the good work. Now, get ready. This is why I had to read this. Can't make this stuff up. I feed my chickens and listen to your show on your, on my smartphone. Now, just I could just imagine her saying, I feed my chickens and I listen to your show on my smartphone. <laughs> she said, even the chickens seem to like it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Some people have told us that our stuff, our useless information is like chicken feed. Okay. So I put this number one in the pecking order. <laughs> it did. <laughs> wow. Talk about egg on Berlin, your Berlin, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, even though your post is very egg sighting, it's <laughs> <laughs> a chicken reference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. go clock no, yourself. Really, honestly, Verlene, thank you so much. And please tell other chickens to listen as well. We take any listener. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Verlene, too bad she wasn't from New Orleans. Or Verlene from New Orleans. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> from Georgia. Well, thank you, Verlene. What an interesting name, Verlene. Okay. Verlene. Uh, in my mailbag, Lisa from Brantford, Ontario, writes, Dear Nick and Roy, when my young child banged his finger on something, he cried. Little wuss. I went to him and asked him if he, if he had an ouchie. He nodded his head, yes. I kissed it and it felt better. You guys are like a mama's kiss. You make the ouchie go away. Okay. okay. Now, yeah, this is getting stranger and stranger. <laughs> she wants to know if we can kiss her boo boo. No. Somehow she... I see me and you handcuffed in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> what, again? So she's banging our feet with a sledgehammer like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to so... run away, are you? No. How's your ouchie? 
Well, she wanted to know where the word ouch comes from to represent pain. Its origins go back to 1837. I remember it well. From Pennsylvania. It comes from the German word ouch, A-U-T-C-H. Of course it does. So it's, it's from the German word ouch, A-U-T-C-H, which is an exclamation of pain. So because Roy is of German descent, how is that pronounced in German? Well, we all go to Liechtenstein and hit each other in the head with a hammer. And we go, ouch, and ouch, and ouch, and ouch, and ouch. <laughs> Next time you have an ouchie or a boo-boo, go to nickandroy.com and send us an email. Nickandroy.com. And now for something completely useless. In Greece, cheesecake was considered to be a good source of energy. And there is evidence that it was served to athletes during the first Olympic Games in 776 B.C. Yeah, you could feed me cheesecake anytime. <laughs> also, I love cheesecake. Greek brides and grooms are also known to use cheesecake as a wedding cake. My mom, Anne, makes the best cheesecake in the world. In I fact, she's can vouch for that? Yes, 100%. Isn't it the best? Yes. It really is. She's won, I don't know how many ribbons and all kinds of stuff, medals. and So here's a fact that I never get tired of. Okay. Koala bears sleep 22 hours a day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I never get tired of it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can tell I need some sleep. Koala bears sleep 22 hours a day. Right? That is insane. 22 hours a day. They're only up for two hours a day, which they eat, and then they go back to sleep. And, of course, this fact is brought to you by Sleep Number Bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pick number. <laughs> All right. So today on the show, we talked about history. We talked about geography and animals. We learned all kinds of disgusting stuff. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this. News. The spot on Kidley Line 8 Road in Franklin, Ontario, here in Canada, is an unassuming road now. For the last two years, in the middle of a split, going left onto Leacock Road and to the right, stood a massive three-meter-tall stainless steel fork. Right. It looked like the scene from the 19, uh, late 70s Muppet movie when Kermit and Frog, uh, Kermit the Frog and, and uh, Fozzie. Come to the fork in the road. That's right. Okay. <laughs> but now, Frankville's fork is gone. Somebody stole the fork. Someone took the fork in the road. La That's forked up. <laughs> Last week, the town's landmark <laughs> utensil was found bent over. We have to search for somebody with a really big knife. <laughs> <laughs> or, or missing a spoon. Canadian, those Canadian police, you know how great their detectives That's right, are. yeah. They are. They have butter on that knife. Before it could be fixed, the next I don't know where the fork went, said the man with the really big spoon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why did the fork leave his wife? Because she just wanted to spoon. Anyway... <laughs> So here's what happened. So last week, the town's landmark utensil was bent over, okay? 
Before it could be fixed, the next night it was stolen, removed from the large stone that was securely, well, not not so securely not bolted so into. Not so securely, right. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. According to uh, the res one of the residents, it's very disappointing. There's a whole lot of worse things going on in the world, but yeah, we lost our fork. Yeah. So yeah. according to this resident, I collect art and I've got a, a sculpture gallery and I've got a walking trail with sculptures on it. I have art that I enjoy. I like other people to be able to enjoy it too. In early 2019, this resident approached the town's mayor with a request to place the metal sculpture on city land. Right. So right. the whole city council said, yeah, go ahead. It's quirky, it's unique, and it's really fun. They said, we love this forking thing. <laughs> the forks fabricated. And then one one of the board members said, "I don't like it. Go fork yourself." <laughs> I don't have time for you. The forks fabricator, who is also known as also a town resident, feels the same. Chris Benafalvi spent months molding. Oh, she's also a son of a witch. He's a son of a witch. <laughs> I guess they had a sandwich. Chris Bonifalvi <laughs> spent months molding sheets of metal into this fine dining silverware. It's yeah. kind of hard for them to scrap this metal because the scrapyards know all about this. So they're yeah. on a high alert for a big fork. Yeah, the scrapyards <laughs> for the forking thing. That's right. <laughs> Don't try to sell your stolen forking goods here. I trouble understanding why people do things like that. I mean, what do they gain from it? They're just hurting other people. It's sort of a point of interest in an area. I'd love to see another one out there. So a police report, by the way, in case you're wondering, a police report has been filed, but the solution yeah. is system. They should just return it, drop it off in the middle of the night, and we can pick it and put it back up, and that'll be yeah. that. Okay? Yeah. That's some forking story, Nick. I'll, I'll tell you the truth. Well, the guy, the, the 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 person that knows the artist very well said, "That son of a witch has a forking problem." <laughs> hey, put a fork in this one. We're done. This is all the time that we have for this episode of totally useless information with Nick and Roy. We will scour the internet and other sources and to find more useless information for you guys next week. Until then, go fork yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Go to our website, share this with everyone. We really do appreciate it. We're in 62 or 63 countries right now around the world, which is amazing to us. And we do thank every one of our listeners. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of NickAndRoy.com. Visit NickAndRoy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.